Hello and welcome to Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Gabe, Tanner, and Ben. Today is Monday. We are going to recap the weekend. Not all of the weekend, just the stuff that we want to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll go into a little more detail than we have on other recaps just because we're going to talk about less games. Uh, we're going to mix in a little bit of college, a little bit of NFL. We'll get to the any kind of like big storylines, I think. I don't, I don't think we're really going to miss anything big here. I think we're going to be covering pretty much all the big stuff. Um, and we're going to be moving pretty quickly uh, just so we can get all this in. And then if Monday Night Football is worth talking about, uh, we'll come back in at the end and give another five to ten minutes about Monday Night Football. But we'll see how that goes. But anyway, we're going to start it off with what we were most impressed with. Uh, what we're most impressed with, it can be uh, a specific team. It can be a specific player. It can be pretty much whatever we noticed this weekend as far as like somebody that really impressed us. So, Gabe, I'll let you start us off. What were you most impressed with this week? The Jags beating the Bills. I As I was thinking about this one, I almost – didn't choose this one, but um, because the Jags are already in London and the Bills had to travel to London, but I think this was a big win for the Jags, especially whether or not like it's it's the Bills either way. The Bills right. are red hot right now. So, and then the Jags had a couple weeks where they struggled quite a bit. Um, and I think this was a big game for them to gain their confidence back. So I was impressed with that. Yeah, I, I thought that the Jaguars were impressive. I do think that the thing where they're st- where they stayed in London, I do think that gave them a big advantage. Um, Bills being favored by like, what was it five and a half? Ben, yeah, something like that. I I I feel like that was a bit much because um, I just that where the Bills are having to travel all that way, they didn't even get in until Friday morning. So I mean, they only they had like forty eight hours to get used to the to the time difference that's not enough time so it was a very bizarre situation but I agree the Jaguars played well it looked good the Bills looked pretty sloppy for the majority of the game but they ended up kind of but I do one thing I do want to point out is the Bills entire team they're not their entire team but their entire defense is just disappearing everybody's dropping. Like, there's just – they're running out of players. Who was the guy that went down? Was it Milano? Yeah, Matt Milano breaking his leg. That's a huge deal for the rest of the season. That guy was playing so good this season. And it, the thing is, is, like, that it wasn't just Milano that went down. Like, yeah. that, during that game, they lost, like, four or five of their players, and they weren't, they weren't even 100% with their players coming into the game. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, like, everybody's getting hurt. I, I don't – it's weird, man. I don't know what's going on. They just they can't keep any of their defensive players healthy. The Bills are going to have a lot of shootouts the rest of the season, it looks like, which is going to be fun to watch, but it's probably going to mean that the Bills may not have playoff success. I don't know. We'll have to see. Did they just sign Josh Norman? Really? I, I didn't hear about that. I, I saw... I guess that would be crazy. Let me see. I'm not sure how much Josh yeah. Norman has left. But. Yeah, I don't know if that would really help a whole lot, but it is, that would be an interesting signing for sure. I saw something that looked like it was Joe. Yeah, they signed, they signed Josh Norman an hour ago. Wow. So, wonder if the Titans play against the Bills sometime this year so Derrick Henry can stiff-arm him into oblivion again. They don't play the Bills? I don't no. think so. Okay, well, never. it had to be the playoffs then. If the Titans can get there. <laughs> it's, it's a shame Taylor Ruan isn't playing for the Titans anymore, else he could go over to the sideline. and. How did you say that guy's last name? Is it Luan? Luan. 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 Yeah. Give me a break. Luan. <laughs> I think it would be cooler personally if it's Luan. That sounds awesome. Luan. 
All right, we'll move on now. Uh, what I was most important, most appointed, most appointed. Whenever what I what I was most impressed with this week was Louisville. Um, Louisville was ranked 25th. Notre Dame was ranked 10th. Notre Dame was coming to Louisville, um, and Louisville beat Notre Dame. And they didn't just beat Notre Dame with like like a couple of like crazy wild plays. Like they they looked like the better team. They looked better than Notre Dame. Um, now that's not that they didn't blow Notre Dame out. The final score was 33 to 20. The game was closer than that. Louisville got a late touchdown off of a turnover or something. Um, that made the score look a little wider than it really was, but it was a close game, but Louisville looked like the slightly better team the whole game, which I was very impressed with. Um, I don't, what is Notre Dame's quarterback again? What's his name? Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Hartman, Hartman didn't look bad. He, he didn't look bad. Um, I just think. Louisville has more playmakers than Notre Dame does. Like they have faster guys, guys that can have a big explosive plays. And it was very fun to watch. That was a fun game. And I my team was having an awful game, so I just flipped over to this one and I had a lot more fun. But we'll get to that one in a little while. Uh what were you you had something you wanted to say about this game, Tanner? Notre Dame? No, I was I was just kind of disappointed in Notre Dame. Um I did not expect I did not expect them to get beat like they did, you know, two possessions. Um, I was expecting Notre Dame. I wasn't expecting them to beat them handily, but I was expecting – I wasn't expecting that. And, I mean, I don't know. Um, obviously, that's – I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I do not like Notre Dame, but um, I do like Sam. I do like Sam Hartman. I love what I've seen from him. So, it was me more me kind of pulling for Sam Hartman more than – you know Notre Dame, obviously. Right. So that that was a little disappointing, but um, um, I do want to ask this about Sam Hartman. Uh, this is his last year of eligibility, right? Yeah, last year. I I haven't seen like I I saw a couple of first round mock drafts for the NFL this coming year. He's not been on a first round list at all that I've seen. So do you think he's going to be like a second, third round pick? I could I could see maybe third. I I think I could see him second or third. I don't think he'll be a first. Okay. Um, if by some chance he squeaks into the first, I think it would be a late first, gotcha. late first round. Um, but yeah, I could see more realistic. I could see him going maybe, maybe mid second, early third. Okay. I think it's more realistic. Got it. That'll be interesting to keep. There, this this draft coming up is going to be very yeah. interesting. By the way, I'll ask you this: Do you know anything about this game? That those first round mock drafts that I was talking about, Quinn Ewers isn't on that first round mock draft. Is he not eligible to come into the draft this year, or what? Uh, I thought this. I thought this was his third year out of high school, which means he would be eligible this year. Because I think technically he's a he's a redshirt sophomore this year, which I I thought uh, at least I thought he was a redshirt sophomore. Let's see. And if he's a redshirt sophomore, that means he's eligible. But he was not on that first round mock draft that I saw. This says he's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, so he should be I good to go. You have to do your junior year. No, you could do redshirt sophomore. You could leave. That's what Johnny Manziel did. Johnny Manziel left after his redshirt sophomore. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks have left unless redshirt. unless he's already come out and said that he's staying to tech, which I don't know why he would do that. But unless he's already come out and said, okay, well, maybe, yeah, the thing that Ben just showed me says that he is eligible for the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Maybe they're just not assuming he's gonna leave Texas right yet until he makes an announcement. Maybe not. Okay. I mean, it's still... I, Caleb, not, Caleb Williams was on there, and he's not a senior either, though. Is he a junior? I, I wouldn't think so, but maybe. 
he might be a junior. Because, see. Yeah, because uh, he, he played his first year at Oklahoma, and then last year was his second year, and that was at USC. But uh, so, but why would they be afraid of putting Quinn Ewers on the list if he hasn't announced, but okay with putting Caleb Williams, if Caleb if, if it's not Caleb Williams' senior year either? I, I, I don't know. And Caleb Maybe, Williams has said that like he has had serious <laughs> thoughts about not going to the true. And Quinn, maybe they maybe they just don't think Quinn Ewers. Maybe they just think Quinn Ewers isn't going to be a first rounder. I don't know, which would shock me. But anyway, we'll move on. Ben, what were you most impressed with this week? Um, I'm gonna say the Dolphins Giants game, but more specifically, just Devon A Chain. That apparently dude, his name is pronounced H Han. I don't care. It's A Chain. They they said A Chain. That's what they say. If I'm going to pronounce. I will pronounce it wrong. I don't care how stupid it sounds. I'm saying A-Chain. It's Anyways. spelled like A-Chain. Um, but that dude, just every time he touches the ball, it's like a 15-yard carry. And that's not even an exaggeration. Uh, game three against Denver, 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns. This is just rushing. This is not receiving. Um, uh, game four against Buffalo, he only had eight carries. Still had 101 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Against the Giants, he only had 11 carries. 151 yards and a touchdown. Like, this dude is insane. And this is not even mentioning his receiving because he's also done good receiving. Nothing insane. But, like, it's literally not a joke. Like, every time he touches the ball, it's 15 yards. And that's like a legit high school player just dominating his opponents, and he's doing it in the NFL. And, like, when he did it the first game, I was like, oh, that's just a complete fluke. He did it the second game, I was like, he only had eight carries. He could have had just one big run, you know. But then, like, I was actually, like, legit focused on this game, watching it, and he just is that good. Like, he finds the hole, and then he just doesn't even look like he's trying to run away, and he's just pulling away from everybody. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Uh, he's just – him matched with Mike, Medan- Mike McDaniel and that offense is just a match made in heaven. Yeah. It's, it's not fair. It's um, ridiculous. Another thing is – I mean, everyone already knows this, but Tyree Kill is just that dude also. Yeah, I mean, like a little tiny screen pass, and then he takes it like 75 yards to the house. You can't sleep on Waddle, though, man. I mean, that touchdown pass he had in the corner. Waddle yeah. hasn't impressed me that much, dude. Like, he's done what he's supposed to, and he's playing, like, in the scheme. But I was honestly expecting more from Waddle this he season. He hasn't impressed me honest. that much either. He's but the, also but the been thing out is, the last three games. It's beca- The reason why he's he hasn't impressed me is because... I mean, he hasn't had to do anything. Yeah, I mean, like, he, <laughs> he hasn't nothing. had to. The only game that they would have needed him, well, never mind, I was going to say against the Bills, but he did play in that game. But nice. he had just come back from injury. They've so. been running the ball so well, and every time they pass the ball, Tyreek Hill is wide open. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I mean, then we may seriously end up with a Dolphins 49ers Super Bowl. And like, then somehow Tua still manages to throw two interceptions. Yeah, I'm not a throws, Tua fan. Those all. interceptions were bad. Yeah. Those were really bad throws. I don't know what, what he was looking at. The no. one to Waddle in the end zone, he literally just threw to three Giants. There was three Giants players in between him and Waddle, and then two more Giants players behind Waddle. Yeah. And <laughs> that ended up being a pick six. 
And then the next one, he was also trying to throw the waddle on a drag route and just threw it over his head. Just completely yeah. missed him. So those were weird, man. I don't no, the re- he did. Uh, he looked good the rest of the game, but those two throws were like, what? What's yeah. going on here? But the offense still looks unstoppable as long yeah. as everybody's healthy, man. It's gonna be scary. Dude, if that team still, I know you feel differently about this guy, but if that team still had Jalen Ramsey, they would be a problem, dude. He's coming back. Like just, I just don't. Wait, what is his injury? I thought he was out for the whole season. I no. thought he was out for the season. No, he's too. coming back. I thought no. he tore his ACL. No, he didn't tear his ACL. He That's collapsed. what I thought. No, he collapsed. If it's what I'm thinking it is, he collided with, I think he collided with. Bro, you also thought he was a safety and some others. I'm going to need you to look this up before you start Bro, spitting false information here. <laughs> You said who I also that? said that at two AM sleep deprived. You're okay. like, bro, who was that dude that came the safety that came over from the Rams? Yeah, that was really confusing. That got hurt and we were like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, that was very confusing. Um but he's yeah. expected to be sidelined until December. So he's coming back. So what's the injury? A uh, knee injury. He collided knees with Tyreek um during during training camp. Okay, so I guess it was like some kind of sprain or something. Anyway, um maybe it was an MCL. If he can come back and get some reps in before playoff time, I mean, that'll be big for them. But that offense is legit, dude. That's scary. Yeah. Raheem Mostert and Devon A-Chain, with, they used another guy last week, too. I forgot his name. But he looks decent enough to get reps, at least. And then having Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, um, they have Braxton Berrios, too, yeah. right? And then um, I would be if I was a defensive coordinator, man, I'd be terrified. They also to... drafted a tight end that has looked decent as well. I forgot his name, but I mean, I, as a defensive coordinator, I don't like. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, I, I, how do you how do you scheme? Like, what are you supposed? To, I don't know what the plan is. You have to, to respect Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle's speed on the outside yeah. or in the slot. But and if then you, if you, you do that, you're leaving the running lanes open for Devon A. Chain, Raheem Mostert, and then like not you're leaving just, all the drags open too. Like, yeah, I mean, if you play, if you try to respect their speed and play deep, you've arrived about the running game, the drags, and those screen passes. They take yeah. those screen passes to the house all the time. Yeah. But if you play tight to cover all that, you're getting burned. They're deep. you're they're going to burn you. I yeah. I I just. That one touchdown to Tyree Kill where he ran yeah. a streak, that was the worst defense I've ever seen in the NFL. Well, like that you were watching that with me. They were late to get set up on that play. And yeah, that, that was, corner sprinted from one side of the field all the way to the other right as the snap yeah. was happening. He Ty- was already gassed. Tyree Kill motioned across the field, and the defender went with him because I'm assuming it was main coverage. I don't even think it was that I don't even think it was that. He wasn't like lined up with Tyreek Hill and then with, with Tyreek Hill. He was late. Tyreek Hill was already no, set no, up. No, he wasn't. He followed Tyreek Hill across the field. Whether, whether he followed him or not, he was late. He didn't get there in yeah, time. Yeah, that's because he's slower than Tyreek Hill. And that's the point of putting Tyreek Hill in motion. But I'm pretty sure when they snapped the ball, Tyreek Hill was set. He actually was. Yeah, but, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, it wasn't like they got him in motion and snapped it while he was He went across and he was trying to guard Tyreek Hill and he went to go like press into him but he completely just whiffed the press and then Tyreek Hill just did a little stutter step and went straight around him and he was it was the most wide open I have ever seen a receiver in the NFL yeah it's so it's rough man I don't I don't know I don't know what you're supposed to do yep Tanner what were you most impressed with bro um I don't really have a a ton to say about this game because I kind of said it Mostly on Wednesday, but um, I was really impressed with um, 
the Alabama offense and defense kind of getting themselves together against A&M because that was a really big win, especially in A&M. Um, Jermaine Burton's a dog. Like, I mean, one one ninety seven with two touchdowns is um, insane. So, um, you know, Milrow looked pretty good. Defense still looked good. I pretty much called it. I said that Alabama could not let A&M score more than 24. And if they wouldn't have got that safety, I mean, it would have – it was literally – I mean, it was literally 26 to 20. So I was pretty much spot on there. So um, that was a really, that was a really, really big win for Alabama. And I was, I was really impressed, really impressed by that away. So I didn't, I don't have anything to add because I didn't see a single second of that game. I, I didn't mm. get home in time. So I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Alabama looked good. They look bad. They, They've still got some things to work on. They look better than before. Mm-hmm. They did look better than before. Um, Wait, is Texas A&M good? Yeah. Like, Texas A&M didn't have their starting quarterback. He's hurt. Oh. So, okay. but I but I don't know. I know their backup has had some playing time. It's not like he's like, mm. like he's not a scrub. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. like he's he's had some experience, but it's still does, not their uh, starter. Does Tennessee play Texas A&M this week? Yep. Yes. They do. Okay. Is it at Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how Texas A&M isn't ranked. Because there's a couple teams in like... Were they ranked coming into the Alabama game? Nope. They no. weren't? Okay, interesting. And they only had... Well, Alabama and Texas A&M had the same record going into that game, too. They both had one loss? Yes. Okay. So the two losses might have definitely like, they may have lost their chances there. But like, A&M could beat Missouri. Oh, Missouri's overrated big time. Yeah, if can... I, I'll get to, get to the Kentucky game in a second. I'm actually not, even though Kentucky got obliterated, I'm not super worried about Kentucky. But if they lose to Missouri, then I'll be super worried about Kentucky. Because I, I honestly think Missouri is not a great football team. I, I don't think they're, I think they're average. I really do think they're just an average football team. They have a good quarterback. Right. Brady Cook is really good. Uh, and I, I haven't watched him like a full game. I know like from the highlights, I know Brady Cook is really good. I've heard they have some legit receivers though, too. Hmm. I think I think it's Mizzou. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's Mizzou. Interesting. Um, I was really expecting them to be LSU. I was really, I don't know that that was kind of disappointing to me. I was really expecting, I was really expecting them to be LSU. Missouri's but, one of those teams that like, if they're playing, like if they played Alabama, bro, I'll probably still root for Alabama because I'm used to Alabama winning at this point. I don't want Missouri to win. <laughs> they're already bottom. We can't let them get to like, we can't let them get too high. You know what right. I mean? Right. I heard that feel that but yeah that's that's pretty much all i have to say about it because i mean it went it, it went better than i hoped. it went better than i hoped but i mean i would like to see our offense finally get into the 30s because i just my thing is i mean i know i called i know i called for us to beat ut and bryant denny but at the same time even with how good our defense has played especially our defensive line especially with how they've played I just, even at Bryant-Denny, I don't see how you're going to be able to keep Tennessee under that 20 to 21 mark like we had to against A&M. Just, I, I just, just don't. The, look at the Florida game tape. You played two safeties yeah, high and you but, stacked the box. Joe Milton can't throw those five. He can't do that all game, bro. Uh, maybe Tennessee. maybe I'm starting to come down to earth with my pick a little bit, but that game does worry me a little bit. I'm still confident. Yeah, I mean, I'm still let, confident. If you let Tennessee run the ball and you let them have their way running mm-hmm. with Jalen Wright and uh, 
uh, Dylan Sampson, Jabari Smith. If you let those guys run all over you, Tennessee's more likely going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can stop the run and you force Joe Milton to try to beat you with his arm mm-hmm. w- without throwing the deep balls, then Alabama's going to win. Yeah. That's how that's how you beat Tennessee, and Alabama has guys athletic enough where they can keep up, where they can keep up with the receiver. They don't have a Jalen Hyatt on their team anymore, Ooh. unless someone just finds a spark and goes nuts. But I, I, it's not. I think we beat South Carolina as much as we did because South Carolina's offense and defensive line is trash, and we just ran the ball all we we ran all over them. Yeah, so. We'll see what happens. Um, and Alabama, if I notice one thing about them, they they have uh, Mil- Jalen Milrow isn't – I'm trying to think of how to say this. Like, he's not – I don't want to say not consistent. I'm trying to think of a good word for it, bro, because, like, he, he doesn't do anything crazy. Like, they'll, they'll hand it off and, like uh, – and correct me if I'm wrong. They'll like mainly like Alabama mainly relies on their run game, and then like Jalen Milrow like run the ball here or there, and then like next thing you know he's launching it downfield and like to guys because Jermaine Burton's flying like oh yeah ten yeah. yards wide open. I I just I yeah pretty much I mean Jace didn't have a fantastic game. I think he had like twelve for forty twelve for forty four something like that. But at the same time, I mean when you literally have a receiver that's one ninety seven, I mean. The, the deep ball's working, obviously, to him. Right. And, I mean... That's the story of that game, feeling. bro. So... Every time I looked up, either someone from A&M or someone from Alabama was just... Nobody yeah. was around him. Yeah. At all. Yeah. It's weird, dude. Especially See, in I've the first that, half. I've seen that a lot in college this year. And even NFL. There's been... A, I don't know <laughs> if... I, I think we're in a, an era right now of football with college and NFL. We're in an era where offensive schemes are just far beyond defensive schemes. It's we're probably we probably need another 2 years for these defensive schemes to adjust to these offensive schemes, but right now, especially in the past, people are just running wide open. Like people just aren't guarding people. I, it's very weird to watch. So, I, it's been it's that way in college and NFL. It's it's very weird. And in football goes through eras where one for a few years where one side has an edge, and then there's a few years where the other side has an edge. We're in an era right now where the offense has a massive edge, and the defense is going to take a little while to catch up because it's weird to watch. It's very strange. I feel like college and NFL from last year to this year is flipped, where the last couple of years in college, there was like two or three teams that were just straight-up dominant, and mm-hmm. there was a big gap between them and everyone else. And it's flipped where this year in the NFL you got like – um, 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. Eagles. Eagles. Like, yeah. teams like that, that they're light years ahead of. Like, there's a big gap between them and then, like, yeah. who would you say, like? Uh, the, maybe even the Bills. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, like, I think the the 49ers and Eagles, like, I think the Bills and Dolphins are awesome, but I think the gap between the 49ers and Eagles, but between that and Dolphins-Bills is yeah. a massive gap. So, like, you're right. That is, I don't, We'll we'll talk about 49ers in a little while. I'll save it for that. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. Um uh, we'll so go we'll go snake style. Tanner, who are you most disappointed with this week? Um, I gotta say I was probably the most disappointed with my Cowboys 49ers pick. Um I I really thought coming into this game that 
you know, this would be a game that the Cowboys could pull off, and I was sadly mistaken. This Cowboys team, it's at, at this point, like, I, okay, I, I'll say this. I heard a stat on, I think it was on either Friday or Saturday, that pretty much just sums up the Cowboy position at this point. Did you know Dak Prescott in his career, he has the number one QBR when they're ahead, and he's tied for 27th when they're losing? Sounds, sounds about right. Like, but I think, it, I think if you take but, any quarterback, though, any quarterback, their, their stats whenever they have the lead are going to be way better. Not to that extent. Bro. Yeah, I mean, that's Being number one to one of the last, like, and that that's pretty much the story of this game. The interceptions were terrible. That one, the 49ers are just the Cowboys' daddy. Like that, that's what it is. Like the cat, like the, 49ers, the Cowboys. The 49ers are everybody's daddy. I, I'm telling you right, and I genuinely, <laughs> and I, I know probably to listeners this is gonna sound insane because, like, obviously it's never been done in NFL history. I could see this 49ers team being the first 19 and 0 team to win the Super Bowl because if they stay healthy. Legitimately, who is going to beat them? The only other team that I could legitimately see beating them are Eagles and Dolphins. That's it. Wouldn't, because the Eagles wouldn't it have to be twenty one. With that, do what? Wouldn't it have to be twenty ones in a row now? No, it would have to be nineteen no, because right. they get the first seventeen. Would it be and seventeen? Oh, it is season. seventeen. Yeah, I forgot. So it would be twenty. 20 so it'd be a twenty and zero now. Yep. So I forgot to add the extra game. But to be the first twenty, the first twenty and O team. But like the 49ers, the offense to offense as far as talent goes, the Dolphins can compete with them as far as putting points on the board. Right. The 49ers defense is just head over heels. Like right. that is that this 49ers team may be the best and most complete NFL team I have ever seen. I agree. Like it, it may because I, they are just as good offensively as they are defensively. And I'm sorry, the Brock Purdy like this. He's only good because this game. That's got to stop, bro. Yeah. Like Brock Purdy is a. He's making legitimate throws yep. that you just can't put Joe Schmo in and expect him to be able to make that same throw. Like, I'm sorry, it's got to stop. Dude. I agree. Brock Purdy is a legit NFL starting quarterback. And we need to pause and recognize this for a second because this usually on this on the podcast, if one of us is super adamant and hyperbole about something like this. Somebody else is really fighting them on it, but I completely agree with you. Yeah. Especially me and you, we usually bash our heads yeah. on this kind of stuff, but I completely agree with you. Like, I just, don't, like they're, they're, that team is unstoppable, and Brock Purdy is a legit, really good quarterback. 100%. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how you can... Yeah. I don't, And I wasn't trying to interrupt no, you, Ben, but I don't understand how you can legitimately make an argument otherwise. Like, please, try to name me a team that can and and I realize it is the NFL like anything anything can happen from a week to week basis. Right. We saw that on another game that we're going to talk about, but I'll bypass that. Um, you know, no other team though unless you just have that one day where the 49ers just fall on their face, which I just don't see happening. What other NFL team could beat them? Yeah. I mean, like I, I I think the Eagles can't compete. No. But I think Brock Purdy's better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I, I I think the rest of the team is very comparable. Cool. But I think Brock Purdy's better than Jalen Hurts. That's tough. I, I don't know. I okay. I don't know if I'm willing to go there yet. 
Dude, but because right. at the same time Jalen has been to a Super Bowl, Brock has it. Um, once he he would have been if he and he balled and, look, and he balled out in that Super he did. Bowl. As he well. balled out. He, he balled. Out. He played off. Okay, it's hard so, for me to say stuff like that when one guy has how long has he been in the league? Uh, four years, five years. Jalen Hurts. Jalen, this is his third year in the league. I think. Is this his third He signed an extension before the season, but technically his rookie contract, this is his last year of it. Yeah. So this is so his fourth year? I think this is his fourth year. His first year he didn't play. Well, he kind of did. He, at the very really end he yeah. played. Um, but to go back to the 49ers, dude, me and Brandon were watching this game last night, and everything that you just said, I legitimately looked at him and I was like, dude, if this team doesn't get hurt, like if this team stays for the most part healthy, I was like, they're winning the Super Bowl. Like there's nothing that can be said about it. And he was like, dude, if this team stays healthy, they might not lose a game this season. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And uh, it comes down to like having that good of a quarterback. He's not even getting paid a million dollars a year, dude. It's third. So, Brock Purdy's not even getting paid a million dollars a season for four more years. Yeah. Or, well, for this is his second year of that. So, for two, two more, more years, years after, after this, this season. Dude, how he's can not he even making rent in San Francisco. He's got a roommate and still had like the same car that he drove. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, Who's so. His roommate? I don't know. I somebody, somebody <laughs> the team. Imagine, imagine your roommate being Brock Purdy. And like, and it's probably his, it's probably his fiance. Let's be honest. Oh, was he engaged? You wouldn't call that a roommate. But the way they made it sound on TV was that like he has another roommate that's legitimately paying fifty percent of the rent. Anyway, like, but he's paying fifty percent. Like that team can just afford. Not only do they already have amazing pieces, which I mean they are pushing the cap now because they had to pay those guys. But having Brock Purdy oh, yeah. on that kind of contract allows them to just keep those guys together. They, they will have a Super Bowl caliber team for at least the next three seasons. Yeah, at least for yeah. sure. I mean, and it's insane. I will say this, kind of shifting the conversation. I, I, you guys know, like I'm not for calling for somebody's job, even though it's something I'm gonna do a little bit later. Okay, I'm not like I am completely <laughs> against calling for somebody's job. But I'm sorry, Dak Prescott's got to go, bro. Dak Prescott is not the guy. If the Cowboys and like, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm saying this from an outside perspective. Yes, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I do not like the Cowboys. Cowboy fan hurt makes me happy. Okay, but Dak Prescott's got to go, bro. He's proven that he is just not that guy. And not that guy, though. <laughs> you're going to, they're going to get into that situation where. Dak's restructure is coming around. Okay. He's going to want to be paid around that 45 to $50 million a year mark. But 1,000%. I understand he'd want to, but I don't think he's done well enough to even ask for that. That was my point. He's not going to get that. Yeah. So I, I don't, am I a believer in Trey Lance? It's hard for me to say yes or no because I haven't seen enough. I'm going by what I have saw. But at the same time, the Cowboys are much, much better off moving on from Dak Prescott at the end of this year and looking toward the future. I'm sorry. Like, you just can't. What has Dak Prescott shown you? You get Jerry budged. 
and I'll say this and then I'll let you I'll let you go. Jerry Budge, he paid Dak Prescott the money that he was looking for. Okay. What has Dak given the Cowboys in return? Nothing. He exactly yeah. nothing. That Jerry Jones is not going to make the same mistake twice. He is not going to give Dak Prescott the money that he's yeah. looking for when Jerry has got absolutely nothing in return. I Go agree ahead. with I agree with everything you just said, but let me ask you this. Let's say Dak Prescott realizes all of this. Let's say he realizes that like, hey, I'm not done well enough to ask for this big time money. So what if he reali- what if he is okay with playing with money similar to like a Jimmy Garoppolo contract? You still got to let him go. You still you still, still got to let him go. Because what is he I- I'm sorry. No, but you have to Okay, you have to you can't in my opinion, you can't just focus on Dak Prescott here. You got to look at the big picture, okay? With the way that everybody talks about this Dallas Cowboys team, and from an outside, th- this is a very talented team. They that Trayvon Diggs, let me finish. That tra- losing Trayvon Diggs, yes, that did hurt. Trayvon Diggs is one of the top corners in the NFL. Like if we're being honest, okay, this team is extremely talented, okay, but they have shown that without giving them all those defensive turnovers and touchdowns, if it's just a clean game score for score against a top NFL team, not a bottom team, Dak, Dak is not the guy to get you through that kind of game. So why would you hang on to that if you feel like you are on the cusp? I'm not saying they are, but if you feel like you are on the cusp of breaking into a deep Super Bowl run or getting to a Super Bowl but this is what for years has held you back. Why would you hang? What what makes you think it's smart to hold on to that? Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Do you, what do you know what other you're... option do they have? I th- that I don't know. Yeah, like, can I you... have a turn real quick? Yeah, what do you want? Go ahead. All right. I'm so tired of the slander oh, on Dak Prescott, dude. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> I here we go. I don't like the Cowboys. All right, but. I will defend Dak Prescott because literally, dude, everyone is so high on the Cowboys every freaking year. No matter what their roster is, they're like, oh, the Cowboys should win the Super Bowl. So anytime they lose a game, it's, oh, Dak this, oh, Dak that. Maybe their roster just isn't as good as everyone thinks it is. I, Maybe that could be the case. I completely disagree with that. Okay. I completely disagree with that. Um, because Everyone else does too, apparently. But maybe the Cowboys just aren't as good as everyone thinks. But speaking of this, this is not taking away from Micah Parsons or anything. This is going back to the 49ers being insane. There was At one point in the game, there were 16 drop-back pass attempts that Micah Parsons was legitimately rushing the quarterback, not dropping in coverage, that he was rushing the quarterback. He had zero sacks, zero hits on the quarterback, one pressure. On 16 dropbacks, and he's like one of the best edge rushers in the league. Like, dude, that offensive line for the 49ers is insane. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm, oh, I, I switched oh, okay, from the Cowboys. Okay, so, okay. yeah, I, I wasn't taking that as a slender as the Cowboys are defending Dak. I was more so, I had another point on the 49ers that I didn't get to finish. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So. I, I think both of your all's viewpoints as far as Dak Prescott goes, I think both of them make sense. I, 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 they're they both, make, they're they both make, logical. I don't think he can – like, if you're counting on him to win the game for you, 
He's not the guy. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Sure. Bro, he is a good enough quarterback to win games for you. But I'm not saying that he is the going to be. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not the reason you're going to win a game. Well, if I said he's Patrick Mahomes. But he is no. good enough to keep you in a game and let a legit defense win the game. Like, oh, but bro, go and look at the stats in those playoff games. Tell me he is not the reason that they lost those playoff games. Please. Like, let. No, let's put it on the table, okay? They are a top three seed, top four seed in the NFC every single year. And they can't get past, they can't even make it to an NFC championship. This makes sense because you're also the same guy that thinks Aaron Rodgers can't play in the playoffs. That make it makes sense. So let me, I, I, because the stats prove that also. like, I'm look. I'm watching the game. I'm. I don't care about the stats. I'm watching the game too, and neither one of them have been able to get it done. Let's let's say let's say you're in a situation where you're down by 14 points in the third quarter, and you need a quarterback to come back and win the game. I'm not you, picking Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott can't do it. I know. But I'm saying, are 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 you taking Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott? Is it prime time or is it not? <laughs> We don't know. Let's say it's a four. The way Kirk Cousins has looked this year, I'm still taking Dak. Kirk has not looked good this year. But I think that's I I, I think that's an accurate spot, right? Yeah. It, 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 Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott is similar to Kirk Cousins. That's fair. It's about the same. Yeah. yeah. But when, when, when I will when say to Tanner's point, Dak right now is getting paid like he is that quarterback that's going to win the game for you. So I will I will say that like. And, yeah. and Tanner, he, should, he but, should not be getting that money. Yeah, 100% correct. Yeah. And and that's if you're if you're but. getting that's another thing. If you're getting paid this money, you have to produce. I'm sorry, you have to produce. Yeah, you're right. And I'm I'm kind of getting sick of quarterbacks getting all these deals when they're not producing. Like well, that's just what it's, it's, and, and I get that. And that's why I'm saying just by what the number and just the numbers that these quarterbacks are getting paid now. Dak is going to want fifty million per year. It's not gonna happen. And what and that's my point. What has he done to deserve no, that? No. Jerry is not going I agree. Jerry's not gonna give him that. I agree with all of that. But one thing I, I disagree with you on, I think if Dak Prescott is willing to have a Jimmy Garoppolo contract, I think the Cowboys would yeah. keep him. And you also realize that the Cowboys were the number one defense last year, correct? Even though Ezekiel Elliott was trash. And they, they had they, the, they exactly had the top and they still the won games. Yes. They, they didn't win and when it came to the playoffs because they had to play another really good team, yeah. which is again goes back to I don't think the Cowboys team is as good as everyone thinks they are. <sighs> I just I, I, I get what you're saying, but on the flip side of this, like it just it makes like it makes no sense to me because we we you Go, go ahead, Brandon. I've got, a, I've got a perfect question for everybody. This, go is, this ahead. is perfect. How how many wins would the 49ers get this year if Dak Prescott was the quarterback? Um, I think 12. I, th- I was going to say 12. I, I think I think that's a 12-win team with Dak Prescott as a quarterback. I would rather have Brock Purdy. Yeah, maybe, I would get, maybe give them 13. Yeah. You... Bro, that even make dude. You literally were just crucifying people for how they were talking about Dak. Now you're literally saying that you would rather have Brock Purdy over Dak. Okay, you are crucifying your own argument. No, man. I'm not, bro. Yes, right. I would rather have Brock Purdy 
But it's because I'm watching Brock Purdy perform behind that offensive line, which again gave up almost zero pressure. I, if Brock Purdy played behind the Cowboys offensive line, would he look as good as Dak? Maybe. That's not what I'm saying. It's the oh. decision making. Brock Purdy's decision making is light years above what I've seen from Dak. But he has more time. Doesn't the, the offense yeah, time does matter? Yes, it does. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure if you go back and look, yes, the Cowboys' offensive line has had injuries. They have had a top five, top six offensive yeah. line every year of Dak Prescott's right. career. Yeah. So you can't give I'm him. saying like a lot of the games that everyone gives him the most flack on, a.k.a. last game, they had three offensive linemen get hurt that game. That game. Are you talking about against the 49ers yes. on Sunday? So or, what, no, their so center went out and the two. I'm dude. He didn't. Ask. His fault is whose fault is it? His best offensive lineman. You're right. You're right. So that that is so that Prescott got under center and he actually snapped the ball. Let's say it was to Zach Martin. Zach Martin's the one against the Cardinals that threw it into triple coverage to end the game against the, the that's against the Cardinals. That, hey, that's not the here all freaking okay. night. <laughs> that one, it was, it was not his fault. That that's the end of the game, bro. You're trying to make something happen. I don't fault any coverage. Care, dude. It's the end of the game. You have to throw the ball. He was about to get sacked. Oh, he was about to get God. sacked. You have to give your guy a chance. <laughs> you have to throw it somewhere. Oh my uh, we are gonna move on, but I I am shocked at how defensive Ben is over Dak Prescott. It's a little strange. Uh, but I hate the Cowboys. All right, ben, anyways, that's my. Well, I'll let stater. you keep talking. What is? Who are you most disappointed with this week? The um, Dagnum Commanders defense, bro. That's unacceptable, dude. They made Justin Fields look good, and Justin Fields still didn't even look good in my opinion. He didn't do anything to impress me. Okay, I want to throw that out there first, but. DJ Moore was the only receiver to have a catch. And he still threw for like 357 yards or something like that and four passing touchdowns. And DJ Moore had over like 200 yards. No, did he have over 200? It was around 200, something like that. And like four receiving touchdowns. And then like the tight ends and the running backs were the only other players to catch the ball. And then they just got completely ran all over with a team that the defense was supposed to be their identity. And it's like, I feel like a Broncos fan over here, the bro. Weird, the like, thing, the defense is least, supposed to be good. At least we beat the Bears, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't beat the Commanders. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, Ben, something about the Commanders, for the past three years, they were supposed to have an elite defense. Yeah, it's, and it's they just, just don't perform. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Another thing is, I want to trash on the offense. But really, like, they just disappeared in the first half. I really don't know what happened. They just decided they didn't want to play football in the first half. At the second half, they came out and looked fine. Sam Howell threw an interception. The interception was kind of bad, but he's still young. Um, he's other than that, really he well, looked bro. really good. He looked yeah. Really. Like, so, if I'm a Commanders fan, I'm excited. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the first half, where did our offense go? No clue. No clue at all. Second half, looked great. Through the one interception, that's just young guy making a mistake. But other than that, he looked great in the second half. Um, you're not going to win very many football games if the other team scores 40. So that's just that's pretty much it. 
the commander's defense is what I was most disappointed in. So uh, I tell you what I'm most disappointed in with the commanders is is the coaching, and here's why. Here's my opinion as far as this, this may be the same kind of effect in college, but it's more so in NFL. I think that if your team wins the first half, I think that has a lot more to do with coaching. Second half, I think, has a lot more to do with your players on the field. The first half means like you can you can work up these little play schemes where like we're going to do this play and then this play and then this play and then this play, and we're going to stick with the scheme. And at halftime, we'll just have to adjust and see if we're ahead, if we're behind. In the second half, then your players just got to go out and make plays. It's just their players versus your players and who's better. But the yeah. first half is more about coaching. And that first half, they got outcoached by the Bears. Like, that is unacceptable. That is I, that's pretty That's unacceptable. Um, another thing that I'm disappointed with is Brian Robinson. Like, he's been playing good all season, but this game... I don't think he was bad. Like, dude, he didn't have very many opportunities, man. I'm pretty sure he had, like, six carries for eight yards. Yeah, that's I'm not, about to that's look this up. That's not enough opportunity for a running back. You just, we just didn't see enough. He just, it, the game script just didn't have it in the, in the cards for him. He just wasn't going to get enough carries. Dude, you have to get more than one yard a carry. That's basically what he did. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I mean it's, six carries just isn't enough, man. I just, I, I just, I'm not gonna judge somebody on that, not at all. Do you have it ready to go? Yeah, he had six carries for ten yards. Yeah, I mean that's just that's not less enough. than two yards a carry. That's not enough sample size, man. Dude, he's only had okay. He had 19 the first game, 18 the second game. Then he had 10 and 14 after that, and he had six this game. And it's like because they were losing big, so because of the defense again, yeah, yeah exactly. the defense was awful. But, but we'll move on. Uh, what I was most disappointed with this weekend uh, was my Kentucky Wildcats. That was that was absolutely atrocious. Um, just we, I mean, we got wrecked by Tennessee last year. We didn't get wrecked like this. This is a this is a different level. Um, the we lost these games. We lost this game in the first three drives of the game. So Georgia's first drive marches right down the field, scores a touchdown with basically just no resistance whatsoever. So it's like, uh oh. Kentucky's next. Kentucky's first drive, run the ball with Ray Davis, awesome carry, ten yards. Run the ball with Ray Davis, awesome carry, ten yards. Run the ball with Ray Davis, Ray, Ray Davis, awesome carry, ten yards. Then we get past the fifty yard line. Then it's like Ray Davis eight yard carry, awesome. But and then on the second down, got another Ray Davis carry, good carry, gets called back for holding, for an absolutely atrocious, like no reason to hold. Well, why were you holding, dude? It's just terrible. And then, actually, this was this was the first four drives that I'm about to mention. So after that holding call, then Kentucky's behind the behind the sticks, can't move the ball, run it anymore. And then on third down. Devin Leary has a wide open receiver for a first down. Probably going to be a touchdown. Just like he's wide open. Just completely misses, overthrows him, completely misses everything. Just atrocious. He's been all like I, I'm done. I'm I'm not saying I'm done with Devin Leary, but I don't have hope that he's going to be a good quarterback. I'm still going to root for the guy, but he's not a good quarterback. He's not going to be a good quarterback this whole season. We're just going to have to win in spite of him, which I think we can do. But it's going to be, it's not ever going to be because of him. It's going to be in spite of him. Um, so moving on from that drive, next drive, Georgia gets the ball. Kentucky gets a three and out. And on that third down, an obvious incomplete pass that got batted down at the ground. That Kentucky guy picks up the ball and was running it toward the end zone. And then 
Deion Walker while the guy's running down to the end zone, sees another guy chasing him down from Georgia, and just absolutely lays this guy from Georgia out. Even though all the referees that have already blown the whistle, everything, he obviously gets a late, late hit call because of that. Kentucky had just gotten a three and out. It was that was over. It was 7-0. They got a three and out way deep in Georgia territory. It was great shape. No. Could, Kentucky allows them to keep the ball. They go down and score a touchdown. Boom, 14-0. Next drive for Kentucky. Kentucky's got the ball. Run the ball with Ray Davis. Awesome 10-yard carry. Run the ball with Ray Davis. Awesome 10-yard carry. Run the ball with Ray Davis. Awesome 10-yard carry. Just absolutely just smashing it down their throats like we did to Florida. Like two drives in a row. Then the same guy they got the holding call on the drive before sees a guy on Georgia on the ground and just literally does a belly flop dive, putting his helmet straight into the guy's back that was already on the ground, even though the play had already ended. Completely over. Everything was done. And he just... Hits a guy for absolutely no reason after the play. Boom, 15 yards, behind the sticks again, drive over. And then from that point on, it was an absolute massacre. Like, I, though you cannot, like, that's what I'm most disappointed with. I, I'm, not mo I'm not disappointed that, that Georgia was better than us. That's, that's to be expected. I'm most disappointed with the lack of preparedness from these players. They were just not ready to play a game. Like, they were just absolute, they, Georgia was better than us, and Kentucky had stupid mental mistakes. Just unacceptable. You think it was the fact they were in Athens that no, had something to do you know, with it? The, the, the mistakes that they were making weren't like false start penalties and stuff. It wasn't like the crowd causing problems. It was just guys being idiots, especially after plays, late hits after the play's over. Mm. What are you doing, man? I didn't get to watch much of and The Mark Stoop coach Kentucky teams, that's what they're best at. They're best at being prepared and having massive discipline. And the other team gets penalties. We don't get penalties. What was happening in this game, man? What were you doing? I, I oh my gosh, dude! It then after those first four drives that I just mentioned, that's how the game started. It was over. That was it. The game was over. There's like it was. It's done. There's, you're you're completely done after that. And man, it was bad. I don't. I don't. Th I'm not super worried about the rest of Kentucky's season because what I saw from that game is not what I've seen from Kentucky the past several years and this year. Um, I'd expect those things to not happen again. But like I said a second ago, Devin Leary is not a good quarterback. He's not. He's just, he like we had hopes. We thought he was going to be good. He, his best thing was supposed to be his accuracy. Uh, where did that? Where did that come from? Like where where was where did the where did he get the reputation of having good accuracy? Because man, I mean, there was two players. There's two not players. Two people for Kentucky that showed up to this game to play. It was Liam Cohen, our offensive coordinator, who was calling outstanding calls. Just fantastic. Perfect. And Ray Davis, the running back. Those two guys showed up to play. Nobody else did. Period. And the rest of the year, Liam Cohen's going to keep calling those good calls. And it doesn't matter how good the call is if, a, if your quarterback cannot hit a guy that's literally not got a defender within 10 yards of him, 15 yards downfield. It's not, I'm not, you're not even talking about 50 yard bombs here. I'm talking 15 yard passes. And he can't get the ball in, uh, to where the receiver can even get a fingertip on it. That's how bad he's missing these guys. It's it's unacceptable. I, I, and Kentucky doesn't have any other options. We can't bench him and put somebody else in. We don't have another good quarterback on the roster right now. So we're stuck with him this year. So we're not going to be an elite team. I still think we can beat good teams, but we're not going to beat elite teams. It's not going to happen because he's not a good enough quarterback to do that, which is really disappointing because we had high hopes for him. And he's just not the guy. I still am going to root for him. I like him, but man, he's not good. It sucks. I'm done. Move on.
What were you most disappointed with, Gabe? Miami, what are you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, do you want to paint out the picture here, or do you want me to paint out the picture? You're better at it. You do it. Okay, so Miami's got a – how big of a lead did they have? Five-point lead, something like that? It was either five or six. No, I think it was three. It was a three-point lead. Three. Three point, they have a three-point – It was point, like 23 to 20 or something. Yeah, 20, yeah, that sounds right. They had a three-point lead running the clock out. They get to the situation where they're on, like, Georgia Tech's 40-yard line. It's third and 10. The clock is running, okay? Clock is running, third and 10. There's 30, about 35 seconds left before they snap the ball. And Georgia Tech has no timeouts. Now, you all answer this question for me. How long is the play clock in college football? 40 seconds. 40 seconds? 40 seconds. All right, that's well known to everybody that knows football, right? It's a 40-second play clock. I don't even watch college football that much, and I know it's 40 seconds. So 40-second play clock, you're snapping the ball at 35 seconds. Georgia Tech has no timeouts. What, what, what is everybody doing in this situation? You uh, do a, a quarterback knee. sneak. No, I'm just kidding. You, you take a knee. You take a knee. Yeah. You take a knee. The game is over. You just snap it, take the knee. The game is over. There's literally there's nothing Georgia Tech can do about it. It's done. Instead, this team, instead Miami calls up a running play. They hand it to the running back. He Not only is he running, he's fighting for yards. Yeah, that was he's, he's trying to fight through contact and keep going. And he ends up fumbling the ball. Georgia Tech gets the ball back with 30 seconds left. Makes one big play down the left sideline. Gets to like the 35-yard, 35-40-yard line. Then they throw a bomb to the end zone to win the game. Bro, that defense on that play was a tr- well, the defense was playing. I don't. I actually don't hate that defense because they were playing tight coverage to prevent the field goal, to prevent field goal range, which is what you would expect that they were trying to get right there. If they want to throw a bomb shot over me, like props to them, bro. That's that's high risk. So I'm not upset about that. I'm like, I. It's just unacceptable to take that knee. Gabe, you were the one that brought this up. I'll let you talk about it more. But man, that was I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean. Like, like I told you before we started, like, if you're the coach, do you even watch film the next day? Like, like, what do you do? I'm if I mean, if you're the coach, do when, you when do you, you go to the press conference? Like, <laughs> it, it is 100 percent your fault. I mean, I, I would be surprised if you didn't apologize to the players after. Oh, for sure, he has like, to. I mean, even I mean, it's it's very clear what one of the players on the sideline was saying about. Oh yeah, questioning the coach's decision to run the ball. I mean, listen, if that was the, I'm trying to think of how to say this. If you run that play 10 times, nine times out of 10, he's probably not going to fumble that ball. Oh, it's more than, it's, it's, if you run it a hundred times, 99 <laughs> times, he's not going to fumble the ball. But that was the one time yeah. he fumbled the ball and like, you're just yeah. kind of screwed. If he doesn't fumble the ball, like you're done, yeah. which I would still you, be complaining about it. Yeah. So you you pulled up the replay before. It looks like his knee was down. Not his knee, his elbow. Oh, his elbow. Yeah. So his his elbow touched it the ground. It does look like he was down. Uh, and obviously they would have reviewed the play. I'm kind of shocked they didn't overturn that on review. Uh, but that still does not excuse what the coach did. Like that's still completely unacceptable. I mean, oh my goodness. I do think he was probably down. But honestly, even if I was a Miami fan. I don't think I would be harping on that too much. Like, if I was a Miami fan, I don't think I'd be like, his, he was down, his elbow was down, what are we doing? Like, I would mention it, but I'm still more mad at the coach than I am the officiating. 
Yeah. At, I, at that point, like it's just you should not. It, this should not even be in question. It shouldn't be something that you're even talking about. The but, only time I've seen where all a team had to do was take a knee to win the game, like where that's gone wrong, was I couldn't tell you what year it was. I wasn't old enough to remember this game, but I think it was the year Tennessee won the national championship. And yes, I want to be that fan bringing yeah. it to Tennessee because that's the only bright spot I have. Right they, now. Was it against Arkansas? Arkansas, yeah. the botched—it wasn't even a botched snap. Like he went to take a knee and slipped, yeah, and fell and like fumbled the ball. That's in unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> led to a Tennessee national championship. Imagine being that quarterback. Bro. Oh gosh, bro! By the way, Miami was undefeated before this. This is how this was their first loss. They were five and zero, and now they're five and one because of this. Well, they deserve I, that loss. <laughs> it shouldn't have been that close against Georgia Tech to begin with. Yeah, Georgia Tech's terrible. Come they're on, they're not good at all. All right, we'll move on now. That was atrocious. I mean, gosh, Miami. That's just that's crazy. But hey, uh, what game? What what did you notice? Slash, what uh, stood out to you this week? Um. I paid really close attention to the Oklahoma and Texas game, and it was really exciting. It's honestly what I thought it would be, Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma could have been the worst team in college football, and Texas could have been the, the number one in the nation, and it still would have been this close, or or if you flip that, same same difference. Um, like, dude, this game is always exciting. Always. I. I, th- uh, I think both teams played really well. I, I kind of felt for Quinn Ewers. Because, I mean, because he had a couple of interceptions. And a couple of them, it was just very unfortunate for mm, him. Like That sucks. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, credit to Oklahoma and Dylan Gabriel. And, yeah, it was just a fun game to watch. Yeah, I didn't get to see any of the game. Um, I was I was pretty sure. By the way, I, why is that game at noon? God. On man, it's always noon for some Gosh, reason. That's I don't know dumb. if there's some sort of history behind it or what. That's but stupid. Yeah, I but wish it was later. Whenever I got back in the phone signal and saw that score, I was like, "Ooh!" It honestly shocked me. I thought I thought Texas was going to win, like with without a huge issue, to be honest with you. But I should have taken into into account the rivalry thing because college football rivalries are a different breed, man. They really are. I I really don't understand. I don't know if it just gets in the, the team's head. I don't know, or, man. It's or weird. But, like, stuff like that, you don't really see it happen in the – I mean, well, kind of, like, Ravens-Steelers. Like, the Ravens should have beat the Steelers yesterday. Uh, yeah. But – NFL divisional games are weird. They are. They, um, they're weird like that. So Yeah, I don't know what – Yeah, it's strange, man. Something about it. It's just because these teams know each other so well. They just – they know each other so well that they just know what the other team's going to try to do. And it just means that they're just going to mix things up and things are going to be different and different things are going to happen that you just don't expect. I mean, it's, it's interesting. But anyway, I still think Texas has got a good shot at making the playoff. Uh, they're, just, they're going to have to be Oklahoma in the conference championship now. Uh, they'll have to play them again and they'll have to play them in the conference championship. But anyway. Yep. We'll move on. What I noticed was the Bengals. Look like maybe maybe they're not completely back to being the Bengals yet, but they are on their way. And Jamar Chase is probably the best receiver in football. Uh, Remember when I got trashed last week for saying Jamar Chase is the best receiver in football? Yeah, because you were also saying that he wasn't the best receiver in football at the same time. No, I'm saying he's going to be a bust in fantasy, but be the best receiver. Like, you can be both of those things. It's okay. Let me continue with what I was saying. Bengals look like they're on their way to being back. Jamar Chase is indeed open on every single play. Like he said, he was 
And it looked like uh, Joe Burrow was testing that theory this week because Jamar Chase had 13 catches. Is that correct? I think it was 13, yeah. which broke the Bengals franchise record. Um, don't try to mix it up too much from here, Bengals. Uh, let's just do the do that. Like I know the Cardinals aren't a great team, but on offense, when you're second, whenever you're not sure what to do on a play, throw it to Jamar Chase. Like it's that simple. Like if you're if you don't really know what's going to happen, throw it to Jamar. It's, do what the Vikings do with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. They just throws it to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's not working great for the Vikings this year because, actually, it feels like they're throwing to Justin Jefferson less this year for some reason. He was hurt last yeah, He's game, still so. averaging like 130, yeah. 140 yards a but game. But anyway, now. just keep get the ball to Jamar, man. Dude's insane. He's really, really, really good. And not just Jamar. Uh, Joe Burrow was nimble this game. He was running again. Like, he looked like... He may not be 100% yet, but he's getting close. He actually was running the ball and looked quick, which is really a really good sign. So that's all I got to say. Bengals look like they may be turning things around. And in a really bad division, they've still got a chance to win that division, especially since the Steelers helped them out and beat the Ravens yesterday in an absolutely atrociously ugly football game. Um, but So the Bengals have got a shot. They can do it. I believe in them. Ben, what did you notice? I was initially going to talk about the Broncos-Jets game here. I'm actually going to switch it up and to a game that Gabe just kidding. brought up. No, so I want to... Shut your mouth. What I know, like... <laughs> I appreciate it. Whenever Gabe brought it up, I actually do want to talk about the Steelers-Ravens game. Because, what like, that play call to throw a fade route in the end zone, like, everyone wants to trash Lamar for throwing an underthrown ball, which it was underthrown ball. But all they have to do is run the ball, waste a little more clock, kick a field goal. They win that game. I don't know if that's true because if they kick the field goal, they would be up, what, seven points or I, six points? It either would have put them up six or seven. But with the way the Steelers' offense was yeah, moving that game, bad. like if you leave them with like 2.30 left in the game, they're not scoring a touchdown. You're probably right. But that momentum that they got from getting that interception, and then George Pickens is also a different breed, dude. Like, that yeah. dude is insane. Um, so, thank you for bringing that game up because it completely blanked out of my mind. But, like, George Pickens. I thought I was the one that brought that game up. I brought it up. No, so you gave brought it up. Steelers, right? What did he mention? I don't remember what he said. Uh, he We were talking about rivalries, yeah, oh, and college being okay. crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Steelers' defense played great again. The Steelers' offense looked absolutely atrocious again. Yeah. Um, Jalen Warren might be better than Najee Harris. Um, I just always kind of blamed it on the offensive line, which the offensive line is still atrocious. But Jalen Warren has looked better behind he an atrocious offensive better. line. Yeah, he just so, looks better. Um, yeah. The Deontay Johnson injury, too, is a bigger aspect than people are giving it credit for. Because if George Pickens is allowed to just be that massive play receiver and isn't getting all the focus as where, like, Deontay Johnson is just kind of that every play receiver, if that makes sense. So, like, Deontay Johnson is more of, like, a number one receiver to get, like, open every play, get more of the targets. As where George Pickens has potential to be a number one receiver, but I I see him more as like that big play kind of receiver as like kind of like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Right. So 
that's how I kind of see that. And then Deontay Johnson goes down. Now George Pickens has to be the number one, which I think he's talent-wise could be, but that's not like his skill set, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. So. I get it. All right, Tanner, what did you notice this week? We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, all right? We're already at hour three. So, I, I just said earlier that I am completely against calling for somebody's job. Okay. Christian Fulton, you got to go, bro. You got to go. What in the world are you doing? Like, I, like, okay, if this was a one, if this was like a one game thing, okay, like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me and wouldn't bother Titans fans as much, okay? If you go back and look at the Saints game, that that deep fly route that they threw to um I don't remember who um Chris Olave yes Chris I'm pretty sure it was Chris Olave who was guarding him I mean, Christian I... Fulton was guarding him what is the one thing in that situation that you cannot do it should be common sense let Chris Olave get past you what does Christian Fulton do lets Chris Olave run right past him also gets a pass interference flag called on that play in this game. Third and 12, you just have a penalty that has backed the Colts up to a third and 12. Crucial, absolutely crucial point in this game. You are going to have, I think it was like two and a half minutes at this point, almost three minutes, if you can get off the field. You are down by four points. With the way that offense is clicking, I have all the confidence in the world. We can go down. We can put points on the board. What freaking happens? Christian Fulton is out of position and lets the receiver truck him. That is an obvious pass interference call. Christian Fulton, what are you doing? I am so sick and tired. Can, can I talk like, about that play a little more? Oh, quick? my God. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so like you were saying, the, the Colts had just got a penalty to back them up. It's third and 12. I don't know who the receiver was for the Colts right there. But he's doing... Blacked out. I didn't pay attention. He's doing a double move. Where he did his move at, he where he did the double move, was six yards downfield. Christian Fulton... They need 12 yards, dude. If that receiver wants to do a six-yard out route, let him do it. Why are you breaking on a six-yard out route when they need 12 yards? What What are you doing, dude? Of course he's not going to do a six-yard out route. He wants more yards. He's good. How do you not see that double move coming? I, I'm not as harsh as you are with, with Fulton, but after this play, I looked at Ben and said, what is he doing on the field? Like, why is he on the Mike Vrabel literally talked about that he was going, that that he was thinking about benching him. He said in his post-conference he was thinking about benching Chris. He should be. That's unacceptable. What are, like, I I don't, I don't understand. It is, and, and it's not, look, if it's like first and, if it's like first and ten, maybe like a second and five, something like that. If it's not crucial points in the game, I, you can live with it. It's in the crucial points in this game. That is the second. The Titans are two and three right now. That is two games that have been lost 
that you can literally make an argument that if that penalty by him or that stupid mistake does not happen, the Titans get the ball back and have a chance to go downfield and put points on the board. Am I going to credit it? Am I going to like destroy Ryan Tannehill for that intercept? No, I'm not going to do that. Everybody Thank knows, everybody knows how hard I am and how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. I do not fault him for that whatsoever. Yeah, okay. The offense, this offense, especially with Traylon Burks out, is not fit to make those one minute. 90-yard drives down the field. Like, we're just not built for that. And especially with this game, the play-action pass was working. Yep. Okay? I Tim Kelly is blowing my mind. He, some of, dude, he, it is night and day how our offense looks from Todd Downing last year to Tim Kelly this year. But at the same time, we got to start getting touchdowns in the red zone. We cannot keep settling for field goals in the red zone. You are not going to keep winning games only putting 15, 16, 17 points up a game. Yep. You have got to get in the end zone. The red zone offense has to get better, okay? And I'm going to touch on the defense really quick, okay? Yes, the Colts, Zach Moss was that defensive line's daddy all game long. He destroyed us, but they put a stat up. Zach, Zach Moss rushed for 165 yards. 100 of those were right up the middle. Yep. Who was missing up the middle? Pierre Tart. I'm sorry. I know you disagree with this. That game, in my personal opinion, proved how important Tier Tart is for that defensive line. Because we went from the best rush defense in the entire NFL. We did not that we were going 21 straight games without allowing a 100 yard rusher. And Zach Moss put up 165 on us. And over a hundred of those were straight up the middle, exactly where Tier Tart's position is. And he was out of this game. I know you disagree with that, but Tier Tart is crucial for this defensive line looking at how that game went. How, how long and I'm not in the the linebackers. I'm sorry. If you go and I'll I'll say this, then I'll let you go. I'm sorry. The linebackers are at fault too. Because if you go back and look at that 56 yard run that Zach Moss um that Zach Moss had right up the middle, Aziz Al Shire just flopped attack. Like he just straight up missed it. The arm tackling that we were trying to do in this game was ridiculous. Yeah. That is the worst tackling display from our defense I have seen in forever. It was rough. Forever. But the one shining light that I am trying my absolute hardest to hang on to is two things. One, Christian Fulton has got to go, okay? Because it was his two crucial mistakes. I'm not going to say he lost us the game, even though this game, I can definitely make more of an argument for it than the Saints game. But that is two absolutely Christian Fulton crucial mistakes that cost our offense time yep. to go down and win us a game. So, I, I mean, we could easily, I know it's very easy to say this, we could easily be 4-1 right now. Yep. We could very easily, we should be 4-1 right now. I agree. Like, I'm just, I am 
dumbfounded. The only other thing that gives me hope, we have the Ravens next week. Nobody's going to have us favored to win this game. Just like I freaking said, it's these kind of games that worry me as a Titans fan because it's the kind of games that people expect us to win that we fall on our faces. But I'm sure everybody's going to have us underdogs against the Ravens, so we'll probably win that game. Yep. We'll be 3-3, three and, three, and, and then our our schedule gets a lot easier after. I want to point this out. This, this doesn't excuse the run defense. The run defense was atrocious anyway. But against the quarterbacks, the Titans' defense does a lot better against mobile quarterbacks than they do against pocket quarterbacks. And Anthony Richardson got hurt. Gardner Minshew was a lot better than Anthony Richardson. Oh, Gardner Minshew looked great. He's, he's, a, he's a better quarterback. And let's let's put this out there. The, the big, the, um, I think it was like a, it had to be a 30, 40-yard pass. The Anthony Richardson, uh, I don't remember who. I don't think it was Michael Pittman. But it was in the touchdown. No, uh, we stopped him to do a field goal that drive. But it was a deep pass that Anthony Richardson hit on the sideline. Who is the receiver that, or who's the cornerback that led him by on that route? I'm sure I don't have to say anything, but I'm sure you can guess. His name starts with a C, ends with a Fulton. <laughs> how, how, I want to ask you, how long is T.R. Tart out? Um, I don't, sh- hopefully just a game. That's what I wanted to bring up with you. Hey, well, he's so probably like, not going to London this week. I hope and pray. I, I hope that he does. I'll be surprised if he does, especially with how the Titans treat injuries. I was a bomb telling you, so I was about to chop my shoulder off, send it to Nissan. Because <laughs> I swear, dude, I thought Jeffrey Simmons, when Jeffrey Simmons went down, dude, and they said it was a shoulder injury, I was about to UPS my shoulder to him. He's way too freaking important. <laughs> so, okay. Like, Tier Tart is a decent enough pass rusher to, like, he can still get out of the quarterback and cause pressure up the middle. But what makes him so special. That's a big dude. Like, is he? Fair. He's like three twenty six. He's right? almost. He's three hundred too. Like yeah. three twenty six. I'm pretty sure. And he's sure. nimble. Yeah, like, he's a yeah. nimble. So three. like, good. having a almost three hundred and thirty pound dude in the middle of the defensive line that just eats space, regardless of whether he's actually making the play or not. Like, that just eats up space in the middle of the field that the running back can't go to. Um, just. I know Brandon disagrees with this, and he does. He hates having the TV on. Tanner, what just happened? Let's go, baby! Austin Riley just put us ahead against the Phillies. Let's go. So it's it's eighth inning right now. The Braves, Braves and Phillies. Bottom of the eighth. That's why we paid you, Austin. Bottom of the eighth. Austin Riley just hit a two-run home run to take the lead by one to five-four. That's a big. Yeah. This is why we keep the TV on. Yes, this is an acceptable situation. This is my TV. I'm saying we keep it on. Yes. If there's a playoff game going on, that's good. if there's if there's a game going on, we're keeping it on. We're okay. gonna be watching Monday Night Football. We can. Well, we're gonna catch up Monday Night Football anyway. What? So what? We're just gonna we're gonna start it from the beginning yeah. and catch up while we're forty five minutes behind and be here till freaking midnight. No, we can catch up in forty five minutes. I, I do that. I do that almost every night. You better take a vow, Austin. Let's go. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, that does it for all of our our football stuff this week. Uh, oh, I'm not done. Oh no, my I'm playing. gosh. I'm playing. Okay, <laughs> good. Thank God. <laughs> We uh we are going to give our our full season bets for NHL because NHL I'm pretty sure the tip off is is tomorrow night is that right it's tomorrow or Wednesday I'm pretty sure anyway when be a drop off sure. drop off puck off I don't know whatever puck it's, off. It's whatever it puck is. off <laughs> uh, first it's merchandise puck for drop. puck drop yeah. puck drop is tomorrow night yeah first merchandise for our uh, podcast is going to be puck oh. off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> that would be fantastic. 
Uh, Tanner, you want to start us off? What are your What are your full season bets for NHL? So I've only got one right okay. now, and it is that. Let's see. Let me pull it up. Uh, sorry, I didn't know we were getting run into this. No, I was fangirling over Austin Riley. So I've got the Avalanche to win the NHL Western Conference. Um, the odds are plus four hundred. I put five. So if I win it, I put two hundred. Look, I know you're a Blues fan. No, I did the, the same Avalanche. exact thing. Did you really? Yeah, the both Avalanche of my bets. Just, yeah, I, I just so think the Avalanche is there. That healthy. Let me that's ask you this. That's true. Let me ask because I know the NHL does something weird with like regular season awards and then postseason too. Is this yeah. the regular season thing or is this the postseason regular. thing? It's Re- the regular no, season? it's for them to win their conference. So yes, is that the postseason? No, reg- that's regular, regular season. season. That's so regular it's not season. Kind of the po- okay. Oh no. no. Okay. My mine was for them to win the Western Conference Finals. Oh, okay. So that was oh, that so you have them getting back to the Stanley. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. You have them getting back to the Stanley. Okay. I didn't healthy. go that. I did not go that far. I, I, know. I have their Western Conference. Fi- oh, I do have a Finals winner. Okay. okay. Well, so I, I did saying. not mean to do that. So we bet on the same. So I basically had them making the Stanley Cup. At least yeah. you didn't accidentally bet an under on a team that you meant to hit over, <laughs> and That's it looks true. like they're going to get the over. That's so. unfortunate. All right, Ben, what'd you have for NHL? Um, I bet that any team this season goes over sixty wins in the regular season. Um, I put all my ten dollars on that. If I win, I did an odds boost for it too, so the payout's thirty four sixty. Um, only one team did that last season, but still, a team did it last season, which means it's possible. Um, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but the fact that it happened last season, I'm like, you know what? It's a 50-50 guess. I mean, and a team did it last season. The Another team could the do team that done that last year, weren't they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was I think you're one. right. Or no, it was the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins. Um, I, I could see um, you guys aren't going to like, you guys aren't really going to get any of this. But like, I could see the Bruins being a team that, that makes that makes a run for that. Um, the Bruins are, I think they're going to be really, really good this year. The Red Wings are going to suck. The, I, my the Red Bruins make it like every year, every other year, and then lose in the finals. Yeah, so. Gabe, uh, did you have multiple bets for this or just one? Uh, I had the one that Tanner just said. That's the only one? And then, uh, no, no, oh, I, okay. I had another one. So I put I put $5 down for the one that Tanner said. Five. Oh yeah, five hundred. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I would definitely be breaking the rules. If I put <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Um, my second one, I put five dollars down on um the uh, longest regular season win streak for any team to be over twelve and a half games. That sounds crazy though, but I know you guys don't watch hockey. Like that is one hundred percent doable. Yeah, like that is very. That's good. my. I have ten dollars down. Pro, I did the profit boost like Ben, and I put all of it on the one that Gabe just said. Any team to have at least uh, over twelve and a half game win streak at some point this season. So, because I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to NHL, so I'm just like, eh, I'll just throw this out there, and we'll see if it happens. There's always, and I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to act like I keep up with it as much as I do football because I don't. Um, I mainly like keep up with my team and then like whatever happens here and there like I'll see like big storylines and stuff but it always feels like there's at least one or two teams that just pop off at some point in like the regular season and like they'll go on some crazy win streak you got to make this more fun though like and it's usually I, like at the abs or like the Bruins or that ones right. are just they're head over heels above they're nasty, I just bro. 
They are. It, especially with what she said, if they stay healthy. But I could see it coming down in that debate to either the Blues or the Avs. No, you got bro, the Blues. If they went down that much? We sold everyone away last year. They were way down the Stanley Cup odds left. They yeah. were way down. We, we traded, Who all did you give away? We, we traded Austin Riley. Uh, Austin Riley, what am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> you just saw him hit that yeah. bomb. That's what you were thinking. <laughs> uh, Ryan O'Reilly's gone. Tarasenko's gone. Uh, uh, I know there's some other guys in there, but like we, we, uh, yeah, we hit, uh, we had a big losing streak and then just traded everyone away. To make this more fun while he looks at that, bro, like, you guys need to pick a team, just a random team that you're going to pull for throughout the throughout yeah. this. Yeah, me and Ben, we do need to do that. Actually. Like, you guys need to just pick a team. What what conference is yours in? Mine is. Um, you you like the Red Wings? I'm a massive Red Wings fan. And what yeah. conference are they? Um, Eastern or Western? I'm blanking. It's what I know. It's Western. Western. We're a Western conference. Wait, team. wait, wait. What city are they in? No. Um. Wait. Hang on. What city are the Red Wings in, Tanner? Oh, Detroit. So I'm pretty That's probably Eastern then. It's probably Eastern. Unless they are just really weird with their conference. You're making me second guess myself now. On my own freaking And yours as uh, Blues, are they in the Western Conference? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means me, Ben's got to pick an Eastern team and I've got to pick a Western team. I, I was. Oh, gonna, it is Eastern. Honestly, my plan it was Western. I'm really disappointed in myself. I'm ben, not, who you want? I don't know. I don't even. <laughs> The only team I know is the National Predators. Okay, Ben takes the Predators. Okay. Oh, they're going to be back. <laughs> predators? Yeah. Okay. Are they Eastern? Are they Eastern Conference? Yeah, they're yeah. they're Eastern. They're yeah. Eastern. I mean, they're in Tennessee. That's the only reason I even know about them. So. Um, I uh, Since I'm not as passionate about uh, the Blues and hockey, I the, was going to honestly like pull for the Avs and the Blues this year. As and the Blues, I'm fine with that. I mean, I mean, I'm like the Blues are obviously my 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 primary yeah, team. It was a lot. Like, the Bruins, that Bruins team is nasty. Last year, go ahead. The the Blues, so the Blues are obviously my primary team. And like, if you're super passionate hockey, you would probably kill me for saying this because the Blues and the Habs are rivals. If the Blues and Habs are playing, I'm going to go for the Blues. But yeah, I it's hard. The for me to Predators are the in the Western Conference, by the way. The Avs, the Avs are such a fun team to watch. They do their conferencing really weird. Dude, like, I feel like a few that's years what ago really it was... caught me off guard because I I really thought that. Um... Okay, since the Predators in the Western Conference, I've got to take an Eastern Conference team. I I would love to take the Hurricanes, but since they're so good, that feels like it's kind of cheating. Um, so I'm not gonna do the I... just randomize it. No, I don't want to randomize it. Penguins, bro. That's that's dope. Um, <laughs> it's it's for the Penguins. Blackhawks. The Penguins. Work for the Penguins. I think I'm gonna pick a terrible team, bro. You're just because I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Flyers, bro. I'm going with the Flyers. You're that's, going with Philly. That's my okay. Team. Legitimately, that's though, the stupidest name for a hockey. Team watching watching the Penguins and Flyers play is some of the most entertaining hockey you'll see because they hate each other, bro. It is so <laughs> much fun, bro. Hey, so right. why don't you choose the Oilers? Yeah, no. choose the Canadians, bro. I, I, bro, I, I be a fan of be a fan of the Ducks, and I'll be a fan of the Penguins. <laughs> what you picked a Western Conference team? I could you picked? I know. I'll be a fan of the Penguins, bro. Okay, I'll take the Ducks. All right, so you'll take the Ducks. Got the got Ducks. Quack, 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 quack. 
So sometimes I've got the ducks. Yeah, I think he got the better end of the stick there. Hey, bro, we gotta play fantasy hockey. Oh no, I'm down. Seriously, listen. I literally asked Wait. you if you wanted to play. Do we have to do it tonight though? Because I think this we would have to draft tonight. Let's draft during Monday Night Football. Dude, is, Let's is do this, it right Is this now. something that I would have to pay attention to once a week? No, because you I don't... set your lineup. You set what well, you set your lineup once a week. That's... That's too no. I don't think I want to pay attention to it that much. No. I can't. God, come on, dude. Literally, Look, hey, I, hey, listen, no, 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 no. Just listen to me. It literally takes two minutes. It really week. does. Listen, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You, you literally pull out with everyone else. Yeah, that, that's what I'm about to explain. I hate it when people join my fantasy leagues that don't care about the NFL. So I'm not gonna join the NHL league if I don't care about the NHL. You act like we care as much about the NHL as we do the NFL. No, I'm not saying you do, but you probably care. <laughs> it seems like you care enough to care about fantasy. I don't. I got, but I more than doing. I like taking the football season, and I have my my energy and my focus is on football the whole football season. And when football is over, I, I get to relax my mind a little bit, where I don't have to think about that kind of stuff. I put so much energy into it over the. But football. I'm not I actually, put as much energy into fantasy football as I would hockey. Like, I, would, I would just do it for fun. I don't really. I don't yeah. know as much as I sound like. Something like I do. I legitimately care about the NBA, and I tried to do it the the fantasy NBA the one year you had it, and I absolutely hated it. I was like, this just it doesn't make any sense. There's way too many games that you have to put in, and NHL NHL has just as many games same as same. the NBA does. Yeah, so it's the NBA like you're it goes based off of a week. The easy it's yeah, like, it's like you you match yeah. up with someone for that week. Yeah, and then, and then like sometimes the guy <laughs> plays three games, and sometimes they play one game, and it's like that's when you take bench players and put them in on which, days, which means that you got to check it every day. You yeah. don't have to check it. I, I no, said I'm my, talking about when, for the NBA when I done mine for the NBA. I done it once a week, like on Saturdays. But I if would you want to be the best, you got to check it every day. No, because you want to bench somebody if they're not playing that day. No, right? you can Scott. do it every day. So like on Sunday. Set your lineup for that Monday. You can go to the next day. It'll have your lineup set. If you have a player, oh, I see what you're saying. Take you can out. set it for each day. You can set yeah, it for each day for that week. You don't have to check it day by day. And then the NBA is also like just randomly resting players, and you wouldn't know until the day before. That's why we're doing or NHL. The day we're not doing NBA. Uh, yeah. NHL have legit like. Stab wounds. We'll, we'll talk no, about. It. We'll we'll talk about it. But we, we need to let our po- we need to let our viewers know if we're doing. It. We'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll let them know if we end up doing it. It's or not. A, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll do it. But if Lynch want to do this, he'd be like, "Yo, we're doing it tonight. Get over it. We're gonna do that it." That is fast. That is fast. <laughs> that is for football. I only do that, for, bro. If it was you. You would want to do it. Like, oh, come on, I let's do it. Let's I do don't podcast do that for tonight. sports. We'll I'm not tonight. asking you all to play fantasy baseball because I know that Ben doesn't care as much about it. Like, I'm not – like, I. that's just not – Oh, whatever. I'm not doing it personally, so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, asking somebody to do fantasy for it, it wouldn't be fun for you guys if me and Ben didn't care about it. Like, it's not – I wouldn't care. Really. I would love it cause I because I could say I tapped that hind end that week. I would love it. I would love it, bro. <laughs> You have to find something sexual to say every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unless it wasn't something else. <laughs> That's true. All right. We're going to pause it there. If Monday Night Football is interesting, we'll come back and we'll, we'll even if it's not interesting, I'll come back and say something about it. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in just a second. See ya. All right. We are back. Uh, the Raiders just beat the Packers 17 to 13 on Monday Night Football. Uh, Packers should have 17 points. Christian Watson broke free for a 77-yard play. 
was going to be a touchdown, got tackled illegally by the horse collar at like the five yard line and the Packers weren't able to punch it in. Um, but that's not why the Packers lost. I mean, because the Raiders had the ball, they would have, they would have pushed a little further, kicked a field goal, uh, to win the game at the end anyway. But, uh, Jordan Love had three interceptions in this game. One of them was a really, really bad throw. Uh, the first one he threw. The other two are just him trying to make a play uh, when we needed to make a play to be made. So, especially the last one, I don't have a problem with the last one at all. Who I don't know who the defensive back. Do you know who that defensive back was, Ben? No. He made a great play on the ball when Jordan Love threw it up. The dude had his back turned to him. When you throw that ball up, most of the time your guy's either going to go up, go up and make the play, get a touchdown, or there's going to be a pass interference call. So it didn't happen. The guy turned turned his head, found the ball, made a great interception. Christian Watson, uh, even though he's a big guy, maybe he's not very good at jump balls. I coming to now that I think of it, I don't think I've ever seen him like win a jump ball. Ever. I don't think he ever has to. He's just normally so fast he runs past him. Yeah. So anyway, playing uh, something that's kind of concerning to me for the Packers offense for this game is that I mean Aaron Jones wasn't playing. So and when he's in, our offense looks completely different. They're being incredibly passive with him. I mean, it was an AFC game. It's really not a big deal if you lose it. So I kind of get it. But it's still annoying as a fan. Um, but something that's concerning to me is that uh, Romeo Dobbs had one catch. He dropped a pass at the end. But even that dropped pass, that was only his third target in the game. They only targeted him three times in the whole game? What? He's your most consistent receiver like especially third down he's the guy that is most trustworthy to go make a play when you need somebody to get their hands on the ball make the catch and come down with it he's the guy but we only target him three times in a game that we really struggled offensively what do we like i don't i don't know i don't know i don't even think it was play calling i'm not sure what was happening jordan love when you watch these plays he wasn't even looking at romeo dobbs ever he never even glanced his direction it was very weird. I, I I don't know what was going on, but anyway, as a Packers fan, I'm not too worried about this loss. We just we just need to get our roster to play football. Uh, I don't know why it's so difficult, but we just got to get our guys on the field. This was Jair's first game back. He looked terrible. I I don't. He didn't even look like he like was on the football field. I, he his mind wasn't there. That's for sure. It was he didn't look good at all. Um. So Keyshawn Nixon made a just crucial mental error on a Devontae Adams touchdown where they were double covering Devontae. Uh, Russell Douglas had outside and Keyshawn Nixon had inside. And Devontae Adams made a move to the outside and Keyshawn Nixon broke on the outside move when Russell Douglas had the outside. And then he came back in and he's just toast. I, I, I don't. And we had another play... Just multiple times where guys just made crucial mental mistakes at huge moments that I'm just offensively and defensively. Uh, the Packers didn't deserve to win this game. But I, like I said, I'm not too worried about it. we got to get Aaron Jones back. We've got to get Jair to figure out how to play football again, apparently, um, and get our defensive coordinator to wake up. Or just fire him. Yeah, I would. I would rather just fire the guy. I I can't believe he still has his job after last year. Like the reason why he, you know, what you remember last year, Ben, when the Packers played the Vikings the second time. Yeah. And they played defense 
the way that Jair. Jair wanted to play defense instead of the way the coordinator played, and our defense was insane that game. That game saved our defensive coordinator's job. He's the that's the reason why he still has this job is because of that game. I would have rather us gotten obliterated in that game. And him got fired. Literally, wasn't even the defensive coordinator, though. Yeah. It was Jair like, hey, I'm guarding Justin Jefferson every single play. I don't care what you say. Yeah. And so, in this game, worked. in this game, look, Jacoby Myers had a good game, but he's not, he he should not be having the attention of Jair on big plays. In this game, big plays, they had Jair covering Jacoby Myers one-on-one, and then they had... Keyshawn Nixon and Russell Douglas doubling Devontae Adams. I, I I understand that if there's two really good receivers. The one that you consider the number two, put Jair on him, I get it. Jacoby Myers isn't that guy. He's not that good, okay? He's decent. He's not that good. Rasul Douglas can handle Jacoby Myers, okay? I, I have full confidence in that. Rasul Douglas can handle him. Put Jair on Devontae every single play. Why? Why is anything else acceptable? Like, nothing else is acceptable in that situation. Devontae should be on, or Jair should be on Devontae every play. Now, with that being said, our defense did not do terrible in this game. They did okay, but mostly the score was low because Jimmy Garoppolo is just terrible. That's mostly why. Not because our defenses did a great job. But their, their defense, there was a few plays that were massive that were just unacceptable, and same on the offense. Um, I don't think Jordan Love looked terrible most of the game. Uh, he should have had a touchdown added to his stats if it weren't for that illegal horse collar. And those last two interceptions weren't bad. That first interception, though, was really bad. You can't do that one. That one was unacceptable. He just snapped the ball, did a play action, and threw the ball before he even looked at what the defense was doing on the play. He he didn't even look at them. So that's unacceptable. He's got to learn from that. I'm sure he will. He'll be better. Um but man, that was a—it's disappointing. It's a—that's that's one that we should have won. But the loss is not killer. It's not—it's not the end of the world. So uh, it'll be all right. But anyway, next week. Uh, well, I actually don't know who the Packers play next week. Um, hopefully, hopefully, we get Aaron Jones back. One thing I will say is my um, Lions just absolutely run away with this division. It's looking pretty good right about now. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does look that way. Vikings are coming out of nowhere. Okay. Oh, my Lord. The Bears have more of a chance of coming out of nowhere. Giant, uh, Justin Jefferson's not even playing for the Vikings this coming week. Did you see that? He has a hamstring injury. I know. Yeah. I still believe. Yeah. Who are they playing Thursday night? Do we know? They're not playing Thursday. Not? Mm-hmm. I thought they were playing Thursday. No, the Broncos and Chiefs are. Oh. Well, who's the... Who's the? I got to look this up. Vikings. Who are they playing? I swore it was Thursday night, but now that you say that, I think it is... Chiefs Broncos. So yeah, Gabe said something about that earlier. Vikings. Where? What in the world, dude? I can't find. Oh, there they are. Vikings. They play against the Bears. Huh. At one o'clock on Sunday. That's gonna be that awful game. That will be very interesting. That's gonna be. <laughs> dude. Vikings are gonna win, dude. The Vikings without Justin Jefferson oh, versus no. the Bears, dude. That's yeah. going to be such an awful game. Yeah, it'll be bad. And they play against the Bears this week. The week after that, <laughs> Monday Night Football against the 49ers. A bet. 
Oh, God. They're going to be the first team to put an L on the 49ers. I'm going to put that bet down again that I did against the Cowboys. The 49ers win every single quarter. I'm going to do it again. That's a safe bet. I'm do it again. <laughs> That's a very safe bet. Make that bet on the 49ers, no matter who they're playing. <laughs> it's it's every, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up there and get some sleep. Uh, but we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Wait, very important question. Oh, my God. Did either of you guys think about the Roman Empire? This no. Week? No, I didn't. Why did you, why'd you yeah, get it? I actually did. Did you really? We were talking about a new um, sports app to use at the end of like oh, the true. NBA season. And we were talking about starting one that we haven't used because we were originally thinking about using DraftKings. And Brandon was like, well, let's use one that none of us has used before so we can get like all the new sign-up benefits and stuff. And we talked about Caesar Sportsbook. And I was like, bro, the Roman Empire. Yep. Came back. And in case like we were with Casey, and Casey's like, I didn't think of the Roman Empire. I thought of Little Caesars. Yeah. He's like, like, I thought I was <laughs> Because he's normal. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.